Welcome to the Worship Chat with John and Eliza. I'm John, I'm the pastor here at Bethany Baptist Church in Phoenix City. And I'm Eliza, I'm the worship leader here at Bethany. Over the past summer, during the quarantine, uh, Eliza and I had the opportunity to do a, a video today, one day, just to do, uh, just to encourage our, our congregation and let them know we're praying for them. And, and we talked about worship in that video. And we had the idea to come together and do a, a podcast and, and it's something we can, where we can get together, talk about worship and, uh, and encourage one another uh, uh, in our worship. We're constantly having, we are, uh, as a pastor and worship leader, we're constantly having conversations about what is worship, uh, how did it go, what did, uh, what did we like, is this worship, isn't that, is this not worship? So we're going we're gonna to bring that to the podcast and uh, just kind of air some of our conversations, and we thought that'd be a lot of fun. We want to invite some guests a little bit later. Uh, first of all, I wanted just us to introduce ourselves and tell us tell you a little bit about our background. Eliza? Yeah, so I basically grew up going to sing-ins on Saturday nights and church on Sunday morning. My like whole family uh, is in the ministry. My uh, family on my mom's side was uh, had a Southern Gospel group. And I literally, you know started out when I was like three year old, three years old, just uh, up on stage with them. And then I got my own song and started singing and just like this passion uh, for music and um, singing and worship just started at a really young age. And I had really good examples growing up with, you know, my family and uh, being super involved in church and singing in uh, the choir and worship teams. And um, when I was 13 years old, I felt a calling into the ministry, and um, through praying and discernment, um, I felt um, called by God that um, I was going to go into a worship leadership because um, I just think it's so important to, um, one, to worship God, but also to lead others into worshiping the Lord. And um, so from 13 years old, I knew, like, this is the path the Lord had me on or has me on, and um, I went to Huntington College where I majored in music with a concentration in worship leadership, and I was classically trained, um, <laughs> but also uh, I took some awesome classes in worship and was super involved leading worship in campus ministries, and then um, I served at a church in Montgomery where Huntington is um, for a few years doing music and uh, with music and youth so I did uh, youth choirs and was in the big choir did basically like a bunch of things and so um you know through all that just the Lord showing and growing me and the calling that he has for my life and um in my relationship with him and then the Lord led me here to Bethany and here I am leading worship <laughs> and killing it no, I'm just kidding. And killing it. modesty aside <laughs> well I had a uh a similar, similar background to Eliza. My earliest memories are uh, my dad. He played guitar for a Southern Gospel Church group uh, out of Brookhaven, Mississippi, the Central Churchmen. And so uh, they would go on the road. Uh, they did stuff around town. They would go all over uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, and uh, and sing. And and so that was my upbringing. And all through my uh, life, there's been that that musical 
background. Dad always playing the guitar. So his, there was constantly music or, uh, around the house. I think that, that really influenced me. When I was in the um, in the 10th grade, a, a surrender to ministry, I was a, my home church, Ingalls Avenue Baptist Church, I was a, a, at a summer camp, and I just felt like God was calling me into ministry. And if you pin me down, I, I would have said, uh, I started out in youth and music. And so that was kind of like my, I surrendered to that, started, my first church was in uh, Bastrop, Louisiana, a little town north of uh, Louisiana. I've served in churches in Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, and Mississippi, Alabama, and Louisiana. And um, most of them, I, I, I started out leading music and then uh, kind of, you know, went to the uh, pastorate about 11 years ago. And I kind of never look back. But music's kind of a, been a, a constant in, in both of our lives. Um, went to school. I, I was a music minor in school. Took a lot of worship classes in seminary. Uh, from New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. <laughs> and, so, and so all of that, just to say that, you know, I have a passion for worship. And, and I, I think it, it's so important. Uh, what we do on Sunday mornings, but it's even more important that your worship bleed over into the rest of the week. Right. Um, do you, uh, if I put you on the spot here, Eliza, do you have a, what is your definition? Do you have a, a definition of worship that you like? Yeah. Um, I love that worship is, it's not about us, right? And um, I feel like, you're always going to be worshiping something, whether it's God or not, you know? Um, but worship to me is letting go of yourself and your way and truly um, it's a surrender. It's an act of surrender. It's active surrender daily. Right. Um, and it's more than music. Worship is, you know, giving your life because a lot of times we can even worship ourselves, right? Right. And um, worship is truly um, abandoning your ways, your ideal, ideals to truly focus on what matters. And that's the Lord because he is great. He is worthy of praise. And so um, for worship is truly fixing our eyes on the Lord and just saying, I don't have it all together. I'm, you know, I'm never going to have it all together, but I'm going to surrender this, whatever it is, in an act of obedience to God and worship. Well, I love that. Uh, I don't have it all together, you know, and and I, I think, uh, you know, I found over over my life that uh, if I don't keep my relationship with God fresh, and that's constantly changing up my, uh, not constantly, but but having variety in my devotional, my mm -hmm. quiet time, and uh, sometimes just uh, it used to be just. Scripture read. I've done scripture reading. I've done devotional reading. Combination of the two, and and but then, you know when I turn on some uh, worship music, just for a time, just to chill out with God. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and I think uh, for some reason I feel the need to say this. And and the one reason we're doing this podcast is to, you know, no matter what style you have of worship, it's not a. Uh, I don't think. 
God's as much concerned about the style of worship we have as much as he is the heart of the worshiper. Right. And so we're going to keep coming back to that, I think. That's going to be something that we, uh, as the uh, press secretary for uh, President Biden keeps saying, circle back around. We're going to circle right. back around to that constantly, I think. Yeah. To, to uh, For the heart of the worshiper. One of my favorite definitions, uh, when I was uh, I actually started seminary in Southwestern and got to study under Bruce Leaflad, he said... Uh, Worship is communion with God mm. in which believers, by grace, center their mind's attention and heart's affection on the Lord, humbly glorifying God in response to his greatness and his word. I love that. Like, that is um, my prayer every morning is uh, may my mind's attention and my heart's affection be solely on you, on Jesus. Um, and I think... You know, that's a good way to start your morning, to set your day, too. Yeah. The, <clears throat> and I, I think that, uh, uh, I never, getting back around to uh, what I was talking about earlier, uh, worship's more than a style. Eliza, Eliza and I both have Southern gospel backgrounds, Southern gospel roots, but it's, we both listen to a variety of, of music. So I'd say, say like a large portion of the what I'm listening to, what's really touching me right now is some of the modern worship that's out. And so, but it doesn't matter what kind of uh, music you listen to, make sure it's, it's God honoring. Because yeah. I think that's, a, that's very important. So we've talked about what is worship. What is it? What is worship not? Worship is not just the first 30, 45 minutes, however your church, however long right. your church worships. It's not that first setting. Yeah, it's like the not, not three songs and you're done. Yes, <laughs> it's definitely not three songs and you're done. <laughs> so I put, I wrote down for some reason, worship is a, is a mindset. Mm. Worship is a... And really, it's a, would you say, lifestyle? Yeah, I love that. I think, like, we use that a lot, but it truly should be a lifestyle of, you know, constant worship, no matter how mundane your Monday may be. You are you need to worship God just as much on a Monday as you did on a Sunday. Right. I think it, it's so, it's so easy to get your mind's attention going back to Bruce Leaflad's definition, it's so easy for the world to get your attention onto something else mm -hmm. other than God. It's so easy to wake up Monday morning and be in a totally different mindset than you had on Sunday, even though the whole purpose of Sunday, I believe, was to try to get you to have that mindset throughout the week. So it's, you've got to, when the Bible says, guard your heart, I think it's important to guard your heart. Yeah. Especially in, in times of, of worship. And like I said, he's, he's like so worthy. Like he wakes us up every day. He deserves our worship. You know, he, um, I mean, there's several, like everything like should go back to as what I'm doing, glorifying God and worshiping him. Yes. We got, we got to make sure we're continuing to center our attention back on, on what's important. Yeah. God desires a relationship with you. 
and, and that relationship is going to start affecting everything you do. But if you don't get that, if you don't get that, if your morning doesn't start right, it's not going to go right. If you don't right. put your heart and your head in the right place, you're going to make wrong choices. And the world's going to be dictating to you how you act, not you dictating to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It is more than music. Music does help. And music is our main, I guess we see it as our main way to worship. But, and I say it to the congregation all the time, is like, we have to, like, you can't just like, sing these songs, forget what the words say and be done. Like, let the words of these songs that we sing, like, truly, like, get in your heart and get in your mind. So, like, you know, because a lot of the songs are truly based on scripture. And, like, to, like, meditate, I, I hate to use the word meditation because of the connotations that it has, but, like, meditate on that scripture. Meditate on the words of the song. And, like, you know, instrumentation is amazing and that's that's a major vibe you know in right. in worship because you you listen to songs that are like oh yeah i really love how this goes but like in worship it's totally different because it's like like literally like the words like truly like do i truly believe what i'm singing right yeah and um and how is that gonna like if you're saying you know with the song Waymaker, Waymaker, promise keeper light in the darkness you know that is who you are, but truly, do you believe it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think there's there's also, um, there's also power in the church uniting behind yes. something. Right? Okay, and and that that starts out, and when one of the few places that happens is in a worship time. It's when, I, when we sing together. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many other things on that song? service i mean they're going to sit there and listen to me preach right and mm-hmm. so it's 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 not a very you know you're not cooperating we're not doing it together uh when you have a solo in church you're listening to somebody but you're not doing it together right now when we pray that's some that's a time when we can come together and we have the same mindset and goal but also when we sing you can mm-hmm. even see it if you've ever been to a concert, really, of any genre. And I think if we, if you ever start singing together, there's there's a there's a power mm-hmm. in that unity of coming together, and no matter what it is, and specifically in the church when we start singing about God. Yeah. How many times have you been moved by a song that's been sung in, in church, or or just a time when, and we do this often, and our and our. Uh, in our second service where we just kill the instruments and just, it's just the voices raised, uh, in unity. How many times have you been touched or, or moved by that? Yeah. That's some of my favorite times, like during the worship set of like when you just hear the voices singing and especially as like, I'm leading it and it's like the congregation, like singing like back, mm-hmm. not to me, but like, you know, I'm just able to hear everyone just lifting these praises to the Lord. It's just something's like so special. When I was in, uh, back in 1994, 95, 96, I'd, I worked on a centrifuge, which is the Southern, ba- Southern Baptist uh, camp that they do. And I worked about 10 to 12 week uh, camps at different locations. I remember I was in North Greenville College in 1994 on staff. And uh, our piano player was on stage 
uh, before worship, and he was just playing uh, every, I mean, you, every other time it was more background music, but it was something that they recognized. And one week he played, he started playing, I Love You, Lord. Mm. And across the auditorium, all the kind of talking just kind of settled down, and it's the kids all started singing that song, I Love You, Lord, together. And it was it was the worship before worship, mm. but it was so honest, it was so pure, because no one told anybody to do it. It just came out of the people's hearts. And really, isn't that what God told the woman at the well? You know, God's looking for people who worship in spirit and in truth. And if we can capture that heart of the worshiper, man, mm -hmm. you'd have yeah. something awesome. Yeah, definitely. Because I think um, some people, you know, um, come in and like they sing to be heard. Or they um, come in and, I don't know, it's all about them. Or like, what can I get out of the worship today? Or not what I can give God. And... Um, I think that's like makes a difference of like spirit and truth versus me and my truth. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think getting your mind off of your truth though kind right. of helps you get your heart back on God's truth. Right. <laughs> I think it's where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Worship unites us. It, it puts us in the in the mindset of, of where we need to be. Uh, make sure that you. Uh, seek that heart of the worshiper. Yeah. You got anything else for? Uh... Um, just like I always say, like we do this for our audience of one, which is God. Like we're here to worship Him and Him alone, not um, to please anyone else or um, you know the people sitting in the congregation. We um, because we also want them to say I'm going to worship and not just on a Sunday but every day with to my audience of one is like I don't care who hears me I don't care who's sitting beside me I don't care if anyone knows um the things I do like during the week to worship God I'm going to worship him you know because he so deserves it and I just keep saying he is so worthy and like that we all have like testimonies and we can all count the many times of what the Lord has done for us. And I love, I've heard it as worship is giving God his breath back mm. of how like he like, um, you know, gives us breath and to live for him and to worship him. And, you know, it's our response. Like we can't help, but like if, you know, we have been saved, what do we do? We like, you know, set our, uh, minds, attention, our hearts, affection on him. Like, what else can we do to live yeah. for him and to serve him and to worship him and him alone? It should be the natural response, right? Yes. Absolutely. So, I had this quote that said, or I said this in, in a sermon one time, in the words of Dr. Seuss, it does not matter if it's in the rain or on a train or on a plane. <laughs> you can worship in a box with a fox. As long as you worship, if we don't worship, Who's going to worship? The rocks. Right. You can worship on the land, on the sea. You can worship from a tree. You don't have to be afraid to get on your knees. Mm. Worship comes 
I think from the deepest part of our soul and creeps up and 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 just flows out of us. It doesn't have to be you can worship I'm going to read this passage of scripture you can worship without saying a thing. Mm. Uh, Mark 14 3 through 6 says this this is while he was in Bethany that he is of course Jesus Reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar, poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, so they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to mm -hmm. me. What did she do? Without saying a word, without singing a note, she came and she poured perfume over the head uh, of Jesus. And she anointed him. And, and when they tried to chastise her for that, they... Uh, Jesus rebuked them. He told them, you know, let her do what she is doing. And I think when I talk about worship coming from the deepest part of our hearts, mm. I think that I picture that. I try to put myself in a place of some of the people in Scripture. And here's this woman just pouring her heart out to Jesus and giving her, him, all she knew to give him. And I think sometimes... I just did a funeral yesterday of a of a family who had lost her mother and father in a fire. And sometimes out of tragedies come the the greatest expression of who we are. Mm -hmm. You know the the rose gives off the the greatest fragrance when it is crushed. And so I think sometimes even Hard times can bring out something beautiful, like it yeah. did for the woman. Like, I think it's so important. Like, when you're everything's going fine and you're high on a mountaintop, you worship him. But just as much when you're in the valley and you're going through the hardest of hardest situations, that's also when you worship. And I, I just love that. It's like there, there isn't a time when you shouldn't be worshiping. I think when, you know, it could be a, it could be a, a gift of, of any kind, just giving somebody um, some water to, to something, somebody who needs mm. it, giving, uh, serving others. You know, we, you can worship in so many different different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to cost you monetarily, but it should cost you something. Right. And so, I hope you've, uh, I hope our worship cost us something. I hope we, yeah. I hope we give a, we come in and give our whole hearts. Mm. Exactly. It's like you, just like every time, like you're, you're worshiping, I'm going back to like coming to church and like, again, like it, you have your corporate worship with believers united and you have your personal worship and that's 
you know, each and every day of like you and the Lord, you know, um, with whatever you're doing. Um, but it should be, I like to say like you bring worship like with you. Like, it's not like, I mean, sometimes there are Sunday mornings where like you're exhausted and burnt out and you just need that time with the Lord. But it's like, you know, when you're doing it every day, like you come ready to worship together out of your personal worship, Hmm. um, to the Lord. And again, it's, it's not about us. And I think that's so important. Is like it's not about us. It's all about God and like our response of like again, um, no matter what's going on in your life, you're literally worshiping Him, whatever. Like in trusting Him, in obeying Him with what He says, that's worship. Um, and no matter what it looks like, it, like I'm telling you, like some of the hardest times I've gone through, it's been like, okay, God, I don't know what to do, but I'm just gonna worship You. And I think, um, the Thessalonians says pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things about, about our relationship with God is it's not just, he doesn't just want to, I put something like this on Facebook today. It's not just, uh, he doesn't just want your Sunday. He wants your every day. He's not just here for an experience. He's here for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think too many times our worship is an experience, yeah, and it's not a relationship. I mean, it should flow uh, out from there. So there, I try to keep a constant conversation with God wherever I go, and it keeps me in the right mindset. Uh, so I make the right decisions when the, when those times come, because because when that guy cuts you off uh, in traffic. Or runs a stop line, or that was your lot, or, or cuts with you and li- cuts you in line at a restaurant or in Walmart or whatever. It's it doesn't make you feel like uh, worshiping, right? <laughs> so you better make sure that you're in a right mindset and a heart set, yeah. And you've got God's God's eyes on, yeah. Like um, there's a song by Ren Collective called "I Choose to Worship," mm-hmm. and <laughs> you know when things like that. You got to go back to that mindset. I choose to worship <laughs> and I choose you now. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. Don, do you ever, uh, I remember when I was a worship leader, uh, and you, sometimes you, you stand up there and you look out and I, I almost wish that everybody had the opportunity to stand in the pulpit and look right. at people worshiping, uh, and you see what you get. It's almost like, uh, almost like glossed over faces sometimes. Do you ever see that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I heard someone say once that uh, sometimes it it takes the worship leader and the pastor before you ever get into a mode where you're ready. Sometimes it takes every song that's in that set list for you to be in the right mindset to actually hear the message. Right. When all, all actuality, how should we come into our worship service? Like ready to worship, heart set, you know, mindset, um, and just ready. Like, for example, like yesterday, um, it just felt like everything was just going crazy. Like <laughs> we had problems with our live stream sound, and then um, we came the 
worship team came. This was between our services. And um, we didn't have time to pray before we got started. Um, like, we're doing, um, like, as a worship team. And so I'm like, as we start this service, we're just going to pray and set all of our hearts, you know, pray to set all of our mind and our hearts right to truly worship and to truly hear what the Lord has to say through the sermon. Um, and I think that a lot of times that's needed of like, we all may be coming in from a crazy Sunday morning and we just need to be like, okay, I need to stop and I need to (laughs) get everything like my mindset, my heart set to truly be able to worship. Cause I think a lot of times like, and I think it's true to, uh, with sermons, like you can think you can have the music playing or like the worship team up there leading worship. And you can be thinking about five million other things besides God in that moment. Absolutely. And same thing with the sermon. Like you can be, oh, what am I going to eat for lunch? You know? <laughs> and a lot of times the, I think what the, you as a congregation, you, you think oh, that me and the pastor and the worship leader do all the work on Sunday mornings, but you'll never know how much seeing a real worshiper encourages us in doing what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Right? I, my wife and I have totally different uh, mindsets when it comes to uh, filling up our tanks mm-hmm. with gas. Now, Cindy is... Uh, she puts the little thing on her car and says, okay, well, I've got like uh, 99 miles to empty there. I've got 75 miles before I'm empty. I've got like, I've got 25 miles before I'm empty. I got time to get to the gas station. And I'm like, if it gets close to, you know, under the half a tank, I start, my heart starts palpitating. (laughs) And, And so it's different ideas about how you, you know, how we drive. And when I get into a vehicle and it looks like that, I just get all, uh, I said, I can't believe you drive like this. But I think a lot of times we're coming to worship empty and we expect someone to else to fill us up. When in all actuality, with a seasoned saint, and that's someone who's been a Christian for a while, right? You should mm-hmm. you should already have you should already have your tank filled and it should be able to overflow and you should be looking for people to pour into on Sunday morning. Yeah. Like you know, like I've heard it like, oh, I just really didn't like these songs today. Or I just, I didn't feel the worship today. Well, whose problem is that? <laughs> That's your song choices, Eliza. That's what it is. That's bad. <laughs> you only would have chose better songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's different. I think what you're... When someone tells you that, uh, what they're really saying is, that's not my preference. Right. And... We're not looking to, we're not looking, when I was a worship leader, I didn't, wasn't looking for the audience preference, I was looking for God's preference. Exactly. I was designing a service how God led me to do that. Exactly. And I know you did the same thing, and so, it's, I know that's frustrating here. And, and, yeah. And you know, in Baptist, we have offering plates, and I'm really almost glad we yeah. don't have offering plates right now. Right. Because sometimes you get like the, yeah, the little suggest- post-it notes. Posted yeah. notes of encouragement, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but um, and it should be like I know that we all have our preference, but like, 
it's coming back to the point of like, no matter what, you know, is worship. What you know, how we worship and what do we worship? And like, worship isn't always like raising your hands. People have different ways of expressing, you know, their worship as well. Um, but again, it, it literally goes back to your heart. Is your heart in the right place? Of like, again, like letting this be your surrender. Let it be your response to the Lord. Now we had uh, kind of, I guess, closing out today. Uh, we had talked about what is a song, a worship song that's like in your playlist right now that just kind of owns you. Yeah. What is? Uh, how would you? What would you say is yours? Right now, I am. Uh, I'm getting to my playlist. I have a um, playlist right now of like 2021 and songs that have just um, really like. Um, God has like really shown me or like just songs that I really need in that moment so far. Um, but I don't know what yours is <laughs> because we talked about this song uh, like a week or so ago. But right now I cannot get enough of Child of Love. Was that your Why song? You take mine. <laughs> My goodness. Um, okay. I'm never sharing with her before this podcast again. <laughs> well, I had heard this song and then you talked about the song and then I started listening to the song and I'm just like, oh my word, like every time I get in my car, like it's the first song, like I turned on. But um, you can talk about that one. I'll talk about the other one that um, <laughs> really I'm obsessed with. Um, is called I Thank God. And it's by Maverick City and Upper Room. And oh my word, like it's, it's cool to like watch the videos of them worshiping. And I just yeah. get really excited. I'm just like, oh my gosh, yes. But like the words, um, it's... Oh, I'm going to get the lyrics of just the chorus. Um, man, it just goes into, like, we were doing our own thing, and we were, you know, dead in our sin, and then, you know, because of Jesus, and he came, and it says, he picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I think the master, I think the savior. Because he healed my heart, he changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I think the master, I think the savior, I thank God. And I just love that of like, you know, it's what he did, nothing that I brought. Like I was, we were dead in our sins and, you know, uh, it says slowly drifting, wondering, um, and then when we meet him, everything changes. And then he cleans us up. You know, um, again, nothing that we do. And he places our feet on solid ground. I just love that. Of like, I thank God too many times. We don't thank God enough for what he did for us and d does for us. Mm, that's good. Mm -hmm. Well, mine was almost <laughs> stolen. Child of love, we the kingdom. And... And I don't know. I probably picked on. I probably picked up on it for like a. Uh, it's got a very. Uh, I don't know. It's almost got like a seventies uh, rock feel to the to the beat. And it, it talks about uh, what Jesus did for us. And talk. I was walking the wayside, lost on a lonely road. I was chasing the high life, trying to satisfy my soul. All the lies I believed in left me crying like the rain. Then I saw lightning from heaven. I've never been the same. I'm going to climb a mountain 
I'm going to shout about it. I'm a child of love. I found a world of freedom. I found a friend in Jesus. I am a child of love. And I don't know. It's just a, a, it's a pick-me-up song. And, and I think uh, during the season that we're going through, I think everybody's looking for hope. And man, mm -hmm. we have that hope in Jesus. Yeah. And... And this song just talks about that. So it just, it hit me at the right, the, the timing's mm -hmm. good. The words are awesome. And so I yeah. think it just hit at the right, the right place. Yeah. Man, so good. Such good songs. We're going to try to do a playlist and we'll put the playlist out so you can, and we'll add like our songs every week right. <laughs> to it. But we'll get that information out. And, uh. Don't be surprised if they cross genres or cross uh, anything. We're not so we're not stuck on a style. We're we're stuck on Jesus, right? So we're, that's right. We're, we're, we we don't mind uh, we don't mind good music no matter what where it comes from. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I have. I hope that you've gotten a lot out of this because um, I know we have. I love. I could talk about this for like hours. <laughs> Obviously, we're so passionate and, you know, called. Um. <laughs> we hope to share that through listening to this, maybe you hear a little bit of our hearts and like the, mm -hmm. and where we're at, and hopefully it might uh, inspire you. And if you're a worship leader listening to this, give us a, uh, give us a shout out. Uh, our email is BethanyPhoenixCity at Yahoo.com. And we'll get that. And, and Phoenix does not have an O in it. It's P-H-E-N-I-X -E -E City. All right. <laughs> That's it for uh, this week's podcast. Y'all keep uh, hanging on to Jesus and hold tightly to him. And, uh, and we'll come back with you on our next episode of the Worship Chat. Yes, see y'all next time.